Well, Bob Myers got out to a very good start as a GM. When you trade for Jared Jack and you sign Carl Landry, you draft Festus Azili and Harrison Barnes and Draymond Green, unbelievable maiden voyage as a GM. But blowing off the Fitz and Brooks show to wait in line for conference calls with the trade deadline yesterday, Bob, that's just not good planning on your part. I mean, what's going on with that? That's stuff? probably my biggest regret um, well, since I took the job, guys. I got to – that was <laughs> and the, the, thing the, is, Bob, the biggest I'm, mistake I've ever made was blowing you guys off. I'm not even mad, man. Yeah. I'm just disappointed. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. – went, to, went <laughs> yeah. to the parent card right there. I mean hey, – That's all I got. No. Hey, t- tell us, Bob, I, I explained it yesterday is that, you know, not to bore people with the finances, but if you become a luxury tax violator – and you do it year after year after year, they have these repeater penalties that really become financially prohibitive to ever be a big free agent player. As the Warriors are structured, Andrew Bogut, Richard Jefferson, Andres Biedrinch, in two years could be a year of significant maybe shopping or spending or, or signing guys. And you're just barely over the luxury tax. And so Charles Jenkins, Jeremy Tyler, the shaving of that yesterday, I was explaining to people, very sharp and really necessary as you manage talent, roster, and financial stuff with the cap and the luxury tax all the time. That's a pretty good way to say it, Bob. I don't know if you need me on. I mean, you did a, <laughs> exactly. a good job okay, right there. Okay, thanks for joining us. Yeah, take care, guys. <laughs> I'll see you later. <laughs> you know, I think you hit it on the head. I mean, going in the tax is something we're prepared to do. It's, it's something we did do uh, this season. Um, but you have to be prudent about it. And we felt like what you just said, which is we're going to do it, you have to do it for a difference maker. And, and we love those guys, both Jeremy and Charles, who were great for us and we're part of turning this place around a little bit. And it's always hard to trade trade anybody. But the positives are we are out of the tax. Um, and you're right. If you stay in it, you can become what they call a repeater, a tax repeater. And that's a scary word for anybody in the NBA because coming with that, you get this draconian repeater rate where this year, if you were over by a million or two, it's a dollar-for-dollar penalty, meaning – Every dollar you're over, you pay a tax of one dollar. Well, if you if you're labeled a repeater, uh, what 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 that does is it's not a dollar for dollar, it becomes two dollars for dollar or two fifty for for every dollar. So, if you're going to go over in the future and uh, and you need to for for a major difference maker player, the punitive uh, damages can be huge uh, monetarily. So we felt like that was a reason to get out in one sense. The other reasons were uh, trade flexibility. Uh, if you're a tax paying team you are uh, basically more limited in what you can do and what you need to take back and how you match salary and, and a couple other things that the listeners are probably asleep right now hearing me talk about this <laughs> stuff. But, but hey, that, that's what, that's what we got to do. I mean, it's the climate we operate in now with the new CBA. And uh, fans are much more educated now, though. I'm sure you guys know that. I mean, people talk about cap and luxury tax threshold, and it's part of uh, the things you have to manage now in this, in this day and age. I understand that you are limited in terms of what you can talk about, um, but can you give us any indication as to how um, active you guys were going up to the trade deadline or or how interested other teams were in what you have and and doing some dealings with you? Yeah, right. I think that um, active, we're we're always going to be active because anytime you're sitting back, even if your team is 50 and 0, you still have to hear what other teams have to say and and um, and digest it and process it. So you're always active if if you're being responsible in in your front office. You listen to everything. You make all the calls. You, you canvass the entire league and decide what's best for you. But and an overall theme for us, uh, and we decided as a group. And it doesn't mean we wouldn't 
have done anything, but we decided we needed a longer sample size with the team we have to really find out what deficiencies uh, need to be addressed. So having only eight or nine games with the group that uh, that, that we have out there as, as the starters, we didn't feel like it was enough time to make any core decisions. Um, so we got to give it more time. Um, certainly the nice thing about it is our phone di did ring and does ring uh, and will ring in the future because we have assets that people like. Uh, so that's a very good thing. And, and I think Bob hit on it uh, a couple minutes ago, which we were not. We were more of a seller than a buyer uh, this season at this tax deadline because we are so close to the tax. Right. But but going forward, uh, you couldn't set up a team with more potential and possibilities with with 36 million dollars in expiring contracts next year with with all our draft picks once we pay the debt this year off our picks. So we're poised and positioned to do something. And uh, wh wh whether that'll be sit pat and go after a big free agent 14 or. Or you know, look at making some things happen. Otherwise, uh, we have opportunities. But this wasn't the deadline to do it for us. Warriors GM Bob Myers joining us on the Ring Central guest line here on KNBR 680, the Sports Leader. What's uh, the latest on Andrew Bogut? Uh, I'm sure you know it's been uh, uh, reported that uh, he is questionable for tonight's game against San Antonio with uh, with back spasms. Uh, care to to? Yeah, I mean, to... I, he I saw him today. I just I think it's. As reported, I think he's going to see if he can go. Um, you know, the same thing happened to um, – and I don't know if he'll play tonight or not, and that's the truth. But but I think, uh, you know, when Ricky Rubio came back from Minnesota, he came back with an ACL uh, off his ACL, and, and was, his knee was fine. He just had some back spasms. So I think any time you come back from anything, um, sometimes it triggers something else. But um, hopefully he's fine and he can go. Um, if he can't, hopefully it'll be a short thing and he'll miss a game. I mean – these Spurs are so darn good. I mean, I, it seems like they don't, they don't, they can miss four guys and still beat anybody. I mean, they, they are. Um, this could be a tough game for us tonight. This is a, it's a very good team. It's probably the best team that uh, executes in, in the entire league. But um, our players, hopefully, come uh, come and meet the challenge. Hey, Bob. You know the the agent side of your your previous positioning. You dealt and had these relationships with players. I think it informs and helps the GM job that you have now. When you have, you know, the media and all this stuff during the trade deadline and guys' names get mentioned, how, how do you assuage them or talk to them once the deadline passes and say, look, teams call about our good players. If your name's being, you know, bandied about, it's because they're calling, hey, I want, you know, Steph Curry, David Lee, Clay Thompson, Harrison Barnes. I mean, they're asking about the good players. Mm -hmm. And yet, you know, players are sensitive and, and you've represented a bunch of them. How, how did you deal with that this first time around? I said something at the start of the year, Bob, and I said everybody's safe as long as we win. You know, so nice. Nobody, okay, it, it, you know, what? players. <laughs> look, here's here's what I would tell you: these guys are professionals. They make a lot of money um, to do something they love. So, uh, yes, you're empathetic to somebody that may have to pick up their family and move. And, and no matter how much money you make, uh, whatever you do, that's not an easy thing to to wonder about. One day you're here, next day you're gone. But it's the life they chose, and for the veterans, they've probably been traded before. Uh, for the rookies, I can understand, or a young player understanding, being a little bit more um, worried or concerned. But you, you just to be honest with guys, Bob. I mean, you never promise something you can't uh, stand on. You never tell a player we're never going to trade you. You've seen, you've been around a long time, and both you, you guys know anybody can be traded. Um, so the thing that I would tell a team, or if somebody came up to me, I says, the more successful this team is, the less likely we make change. Um, and that's just the, the that's with any organization. So. For us, um, I didn't. I didn't have to have that conversation really, but I would if a player said, "Hey, I'm worried about this or that." I'd say, "Hey, 
I can't promise you anything. Um, you know, keep doing what you're doing, and uh, and you know, you're, you're as honest as you can be. But it's to, it's a difficult thing because of because of the media. Media has to do their job and report on on things. Um, you know what? I mean, you guys can maybe shed light on this. It was interesting that there was a lot of um, inaccuracies reported. Not forget about the Warriors, but across the league. And you wonder. I know there's pressure on people to be first, but I mm-hmm. wish there was more accountability to be right. Because people's, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know what you guys think, but I, it, I guess it, it's not as important to be right as it is to be first on certain things. It's, well, now, I mean, now let's let's get into the nefarious world of agencies here, Bob. Is that do you think some agents throw stuff to guys? One, you know, to feed it to them. Two, to have an agenda thing. Three, to pressure a team behind the scenes i you know i'm still trying to puzzle through the the jj reddick trade it makes no sense to me from orlando stand i don't know what what why they would do that that so i mean you know tell me i mean you you know you represented a lot of quality guys in, in arn and, and your agency was well regarded but there are a lot of guys that try to throw stuff out there to, to get things done that you know don't have a real you know i think quality interest in mind when they do it well, yeah, it's hard because from the agent, from the way we operated, we were uh, we were pretty quiet because once you get into the game of trying to manipulate the media, I think it's a losing effort. I think you just you 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 lose before you even begin. So, I was under Arn Tellum, who didn't really he didn't really view it that way. He viewed it as I have my word is good and I, my relationships with teams are good. So if I felt like I needed to get a message across, I'm picking up the phone and calling either the team that represents the player or the team that's pursuing the player. I'm not going to do it through the media, but I, I, I don't disagree that that possibly happens. But that's for, for me specifically, it wasn't wasn't that way. But I, I honestly don't know how things um, are spread and how they come to light. But I but I do know that, um, you know, it, it's it's a lot of stuff that was said that didn't uh, didn't obviously come to pass. So it was, it's just interesting to see how that stuff gets out there. Hey, how do you think uh, on the court Andrew Bogut has been assimilated in this sense? I think the last game against Phoenix, we started to see really what could happen. David Lee and Bogut passing. Bogut as the hub, now feeding Clay Thompson on a dive cut. Feeding Harrison Barnes, a kick out to Jared Jack for a three. Bogut blocking shots, and Rod correctly pointed out the next day, changed about ten others just by his presence. You started to, you know, he's a good rebounder. You started to see it all where, ooh, that's a nice glimpse of what could be as this, you know, season goes on and finishes with 16 to the 22 at home. Did you did you drive home from that Phoenix game thinking that you maybe saw a glimpse of, of what could be? Yeah, yeah, certainly in some sense, Bob. But uh, I'm pro- I was telling my wife, we were talking last night, went to dinner because I had around the trading deadline and at the All-Star, I, you know, you don't get to talk to the person you sleep next to every night. So I talked to her. I said, you know, part of part of the difficulties that I have with the job is that you're so critical. You're so, if you have this kind of perfectionist mentality, you want everything to be perfect. So you look at it in one sense like you just did, which is, gosh, look at all the things Bogut has done. And then I look at it from another side and say, he's got to get better at finishing right around the rim. And, and we have to get better, you know, stepping out on the pick and roll. But that's I need to dial myself back a lot of times and say all the things you just said, which is this a work in progress. And um, for all the reasons that you just mentioned, it was great. I mean, moving the ball, starting the offense much closer. When Without him, it's much harder for us to get the offense further 
towards the basket. Sometimes we're and you know you see all the games we're we're out near the three point line a lot. So mm-hmm. he's been great. Um, it's going to take some time, I think. You saw moments um, where it clicks, and then moments where guys are a little bit unsure where you're moving, where you're cutting. But the best thing I think he brings is, like you said, a defensive presence, and then players see how willing he is, sometimes overwilling to pass, and that that uh, what that leads to is aggressive cuts and easy, easy, easy cuts near the basket. And for us, being a jump shooting team, that element is, uh, is very important for us to have uh, baskets in the paint. All right, Bob, excellent comeback performance after blowing off the Fitz and Brooks show yesterday. Don't let it happen again. That's just how we'll leave this. Yeah, unbelievable. Is that, can we blame Raymond Ritter for me blowing it off? Uh, absolutely. Yeah, let's just do that. Let's just do that. <laughs> hey, Bob, we, we know your time's valuable, All man. Right. It means a lot to us. All we right, appreciate guys. it. Take care. Thanks, Thanks for having me.